Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, as we uh, roll through a lot happening here as the Super Bowl is set, but there are some uh, some things that the Texans still have to be looking at uh, news-wise with their football team and potentially a loss in the staff. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens here. It looks, Clint, pretty good on the Bobby Slowick end, and we'll get to that. But uh, And I think we talked about this last week. Gerard Johnson seems to be more pressing and real at this point, the quarterback coach. Um, he had a second interview with the Saints, Clint, uh, over the weekend on Saturday. So that's that's that looks real at this point. Some of the vacancies have been filled. The one in Philly he interviewed for, the one in Cleveland he interviewed for. I don't know what the Browns are doing. That's uh, interesting. Let's go bring in Ken Dorsey. We need uh, uh, we need some help with uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to let it take my joy. Bringing the guy that helped Josh Allen take a step back. <laughs> and then as soon as he left, Josh Allen started to to play MVP. But all right, there you go. Kevin Stefanski must have felt, uh, felt good about Kevin, uh, about um, about him anyway. But the Bucks also have interviewed him for their quarterback coach as well as they lost their coordinator who took over in Carolina. Uh, that job is open there. Uh, as Gerard Johnson has interviewed for those two places, Clint. So this with Gerard Johnson, that second interview with the Saints seems real. And now that it looks more and more like Bobby Slowick will potentially stay when we look at just two more openings left and, and his name is not really getting talked about a lot as being the guy to fill the Washington and Seattle roles. Um, now you would think this is something that that Gerard Johnson is is trying to get, and if he's offered, he's going to probably take these gigs. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me. Um, I thought Bobby Slowick should should leave at, at the drop of a hat anytime he can get a head coach gig because of the money that comes with it, the security that comes with a longer term contract. They got to pay you out if they don't like you. That's life changing money. Yeah. When, when I when I look at Gerard Johnson jumping from the Houston Texans organization, even better if Bobby Slowick is back. Weighing that situation, this situation here versus the two situations with the Saints and the Buccaneers, um, you know, I, I I think there's a real there's a real possibility that Gerard Johnson could look at what's going on in Houston and say, "No, nah, I'd rather stay here." You're looking at the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield, and I, I like Baker, but but I mean, pales in comparison to what you what you have here in C.J. Stroud. Possibly Mike Evans not being there in in uh, in Tampa. Uh, I mean, God, Godwin's old ladies, uh, you know, was midseason was tweeting about about uh, about him and and his intentions, and so you wonder what the heck's going on in in um, in Tampa. And I got some of the same reservations about what's going on with the Saints. Um, I, I think Gerard could probably look at this thing and say it's better for my career if I stay right here in Houston 
and if Bobby gets another job, become the, become the OC here uh, and, and kind of climb the ladder here versus go somewhere with some coaches that aren't nowhere near as secure as D'Amico Ryan's is uh, in their in their head coach spot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a, it's a slippery thing to play. Like, all right, because you could say to yourself, "I think Bobby's gonna like Bobby's like Bobby's gonna get a job next year," mm-hmm. and then could I slide in here and stay home, be where I want to? New baby, stay home, fam, family's here. But you know, man, I mean, how quickly things can change oh, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, how quickly yeah. Brian? I mean, yeah, Baytown guy, you all know. I mean, Brian Johnson. Like things have changed in a major, major way for him in hell in in weeks. It's in like six weeks, six, seven weeks it's changed for him. Mike Kafka, who I've brought up, he ain't got an he didn't even get a thought of an interview yeah. this year, and he was a guy that was close to being hired. Didn't the Eagles just hire Kellen Moore? Yeah, the Eagles. This is this three different OCs for Kellen in three years? Dallas Chargers and oh, now yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. now Eagles like yeah. it could and he was a a, a head coach mm-hmm. candidate and you you wonder if he becomes one well now. but but you you look at Kellen Moore and again talking about it in the context of Gerard Johnson like Kellen Moore is still getting juice out of the cowboy squeeze when he had those yeah, those all, those big number offenses I mean you look at it now he's getting a lot of love right now because the years that he was the coordinator in Dallas the run game was actually better. Then when Mike McCarthy took over, and supposedly they were going to put an emphasis on a run game, and so somehow Kellen Moore, as from an offensive play caller perspective, is still getting love from that run he had in Dallas. Gerard, in my opinion, has got to set himself up to wherever he takes over. You better damn sure make sure you got the ability to have that kind of run, and then you're set to at least be a a, a you know a. a an OC across the league for for multiple years to come, if not a head coach. But you're right. I mean, there's a there's a there's a a mix up between. All right, man. No, my name is hot right now, and I want to take this job. To then, as D'Amico has alluded to, taking the right job because the wrong job could have you just done. Yep. And not and and, and not having a chance to get where you want to get if you you jump too quick. Um, and I, I, I don't know if the Saints is that job. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know if the Saints is that job or the Bucks is, but we'll see. Gerard Something Johnson. about that Saints gig. I, them, them two quarterbacks and 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 uh, like it, it was interesting. Both of them are interesting cats. And then you look at the young receiver Olave's got. It seems like he's had more concussions than the whole damn Texas football talent, team. Man. And then you look at at uh, what, what's my man's name, Michael, like uh, Michael Thomas. Michael I don't Thomas. Know if he's gonna be like, a, I mean, he's he's off his damn rocker. So I mean, you know what I mean? And like injured at what, a lot. At, at and what then point tomorrow is he slowing down? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I I don't know if it's as sexy as one might think. If once you just start throwing those names out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As as it has been. Yeah. They feel like they need to, with the exception of Alave, like they may need to start over. As I said, uh, more news here. Mike McDonald. Now his season is over. Uh, as well as Brian or uh, Ben Johnson, their seasons are over. There could be voids being filled here, and McDonald is scheduled to have an in-person interview with the Seahawks, uh, who uh, who is uh, one of two still open. So it looks we're not hearing Bobby Slowick's name for those two. He's interviewed for both of them, but it looks like Bobby Slowick and the Texans. Well, the Texans will survive keeping Bobby Slowick. I'm not counting them Commanders this. out yet. Yeah. Till they hire somebody, I'm not counting them out. There's two 
There's too strong of a connection, connection. A potential connection. They, hell, they may they may have never talked to each other in the 49ers uh, uh, organization, but there's too much of a connection there for that to not be, not be at least a, a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, and the connection that Clint's talking about is the general manager that they just recently hired was with uh, with the 49ers and was there for six years with Bobby Slowick. So we'll see what happens there. But it looks like the Texans might be. Uh, out of the woods of, of losing our offensive coordinator after year one. Big three and three. Number two. Goff. Pressure. In trouble. Throws on the run. Incomplete. And the gamble on fourth down. Yeah, um, that was one of uh, of a couple of gambles. And, we, and we'll get to that. Clint, I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm wondering because the Lions, and I want to get your thoughts and the people's thoughts. The Lions seem to be maybe the team where you look at and say, that's the type of jump maybe the Texans can make, right? You even feel like you're a little bit ahead of the Lions kind of process. As last year, the Lions were a really good team that just missed the playoffs. You made the playoffs, and then they they then jump, win the division this year, and then get to the NFC Championship game of which, after a half, they got a 17-point lead. When you look at what Dan Campbell has built and what D'Amico is building, do you get the sense that the Texans are ready to take this path? The Texans are ready to potentially next year get to a conference championship game like the Lions have done, or you or you do you think they got too much work to get to that to have that expectation next year? Well, they, they don't want too much work. No, I mean, I, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. To, to me, the, the Texans. There's two ways you can go. You can be Detroit and continue trending in the right direction and make a run, uh, or uh, you can backslide and be one of six teams that didn't make the playoffs that the, that made it last year that didn't make it this year. And and it, that is every single bit of that right now for me is dependent on what what D'Amico Ryan's and, and Nick Casario decide to do. Uh, this offseason, if they, they they in order to do what what the Lions did, you got to have some dudes. I mean, you got to have some some game changing players on both sides of the football. Um, and and so I just believe that ultimately it's 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 going to depend on what D'Amico and to and, get to uh, that Nick point. Do. This is a a really big offseason. For the Texans, with what they what they're able to hit in the draft and in free agency, this offseason is, is huge, and well, something we're going to be talking about throughout uh, the, the offseason. But it the is appro- big. I, I'm anxious to just see what the approach is because that's what me and uh, that's what McLean had me hot about last week. Because we like, see that we see the Lions had an approach. We're going we're going to get some thumpers. We're going to be a physical football team. And, well, they, and, they're just absolutely nasty in the trenches, and I don't think the Texans have the are going to have the ability, especially on the offensive side of the football, to do that. But, but they're they're built from the inside out, so I think the Texans are going to have to look a little bit different. But I, look, I, I've said this before, Ron. I, at some point, the Texans have to go get game changers. Like at, at some like this cannot. Be, and I know Nick comes from a place where man, they just you know they just spread the money out or whatever the hell the approach was in, in New England where they just never went and got superstar players for whatever reason and did more with less for whatever reason. I, I just believe the Texans, to in my opinion, the biggest the biggest thing that needs to happen for the Texans is they need, when they get there, they got to have dudes that can change a game. 
And right now, they don't have those guys. And so, I, this, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's more likely that they backslide into a, into a not making the playoffs team mm. than it is that they make a, a run. Until I see what Nick and D'Amico do in this in this free agency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this whole running be- back by committee and. You know, we'll we'll just go draft a middle of the road receiver, and he'll replace Robert Woods. And you know, we'll we'll, we'll bring so we'll run it back with some of the guys that we have now, and we'll make this guy work at defensive end. And we'll like that to me. That's it's only going to get you so far, man. And I don't know if that's going to get you further than they, them over exceeding. You know, this year with a soft schedule, because it does feel like the identity that they want to have is to be more physical. Like it seems like to me, like that from what we've heard from D'Amico, it seems like that is that is what he wants. And and I wonder if they're gonna make a real concerted effort in the areas that, you know, they they can yeah. to do that. That to me well, I mean that, and, and to me you just like I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, you need to be more physical. It's a game of football. You, get, you need to be more physical on both sides of the, of the ball. It seems like D'Amico I mean, that's what he wants the identity yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, you better go get some dudes that can go. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you better you better go get some dudes that can go and not spend another year developing the next Christian Harris, and 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 hoping this guy works or that guy works. Like you, you gotta you gotta get some dudes that can that can absolutely change the game. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see the uh, the Lions. They have made that change and really in three years gotten to the uh, to the NFC Championship game. The Texans one game away from that. Uh, can they can they kind of replicate what the Lions did? next year big three and three number three has now reached the chiefs 25 second and 10 to the end zone again and it is intercepted intercepted by Dion bush who just came in two plays ago for mike edwards damn uh um lamar jackson and the they lose uh this game that a lot of people felt like it was lamar's year um, and that, that, that the Ravens would get through this year and that it was set up for them at home. They tried to bring everybody out. They had the top defense. They had one of the great, uh, better offenses this, this year and, and just really beat a lot of the great teams in the league. But they weren't able to get it done. And offensively is what really jumps out. Um, it looked like it, with a combination of the Ravens figuring out what the Chiefs uh, being better to defend what the Chiefs were doing and the Chiefs kind of slowing it down and taking the air out of the ball. The defense kind of figured things out and they gave up 17 points, but the offense seemed to struggle throughout. And it, 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 to you, is this, do you got a problem more with Lamar's game or do you have a problem more with the offensive game plan? Well, I got a problem with the offensive game plan um, in a in a major major way um i'm not letting the cat out of the bag who i'm firing no ron not doing it you're still not doing it. i'm not i'm not letting the cat out of the bag like like, look i i I think you i hate to tell you 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 look at the game and and ultimately baltimore baltimore is typically the bully they play the bully well they got punched in the mouth and didn't like it and instead of instead of punching back they in my opinion they lost the edge that they had definitely had against the texans but the edge that they had against most opponents this year, where they were the more physical, the faster, the team that was playing downhill, and they lost that damn near uh, immediately, Ron. So I, I like I, you look at that as a whole. They lost that. They lost that bully mentality, and um, 
you know, they're just, again, too much of what the Ravens ultimately have success with is high risk, low percentage, off script, off schedule, and as great as guys are, it is hard to win that way at this point in the playoffs. It is hard. The, the, the closer you get to the top, to the Super Bowl, the more elite the opponents are, the more difficult it becomes to wish and hope and pray on making plays. It, it, it's it, At some point in time, that's going to bite you, and it just keeps biting the Ravens in the tail and ultimately keeps biting Lamar in the tail as it pertains to playing the quarterback position. You know what? It, it was interesting like how different the Ravens looked yesterday in comparison to the game against the Texans. Like, if you look at the Texans game, Clint, like, one of the things that jumped out was the Texans just didn't look ready in terms of they had all those pre-snap penalties. They did all the the silly things in the game uh, that hurt themselves. And then the Ravens turned around yesterday, and they did that in a major way. They had so – I mean, Zay Flowers had a – like a three-play stretch, a three where he he gets the, the blown coverage catch and then taunts. I don't care what anybody says about anything that happens. You cannot push a guy to the ground, spin the ball uh, down on the ground next to his head, stand over him and flex, and then not think you're going to get a penalty. <laughs> right, right. You get a penalty, then you come back, and then as you're crossing the goal line, you get the ball knocked out of your hands on an amazing play from Snead. That one is is easier to swallow because, you know, you're making a tough play. But then you walk over and you What's the uh what's the reliever for the tech uh, for the Astros that took himself out uh resting uh resting B face? Uh Phil. Mayton. Yeah, you know Phil took his hand out and put and took himself out the playoffs. Uh, this kid went over there and just banged his hand and cut his hand up uh, <laughs> out of anger because yeah. of the fumble. Like, he had a three-play stretch where he just absolutely hurt his team, and not to mention they had, I think, four personal foul penalties throughout the game. How oh, just – how, how different they looked from the game against the Texans, and the Texans were the team last week that looked so – uh, so, like, they weren't ready yeah, for Yeah, they were out of sorts. Wild. I mean, a, a drop on the first drive, the penalties that you mentioned. Um, I mean, it, like, it, like inexplainable, like, errant passes, um, drops. You know, it, like, the whole thing was just, to, to me, was the bully got punched in the mouth and they and their eyes were watering. And they didn't know how to, they, they couldn't see straight. I'm sure they vomited in the It, it was the damnedest thing, but. It, it's at that point you're dependent on on one dude to go make plays and, and the, the the play caller ain't helping him no. go make plays with your legs and and, and it wasn't there or throw it to yourself all right <laughs> which um, he did yeah he did he called it 13 yards he was the leading receiver for a while all right um did you have any issues with what dan campbell did a lot of people talking today is dan campbell's decisions did you have any issues with that i'm certain D'Amico wouldn't have done what dan did we'll discuss that coming up next Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back into The Drive. This time next week, we'll be uh, sexy as hell in Vegas. We're going to Las Vegas. I to go purchase me some things. Nevada! Oh, are you going to get your gear right? Nah, not, not right, oh, man. Oh, wow. I'm not doing a whole lot of that, wow. man, you know. I mean, I what do you feel think. like you need? Going where the weather suits my clothes. I, I do want to get some kicks. Oh, you need some new shoes. I need some shoes. Need some shoes. Uh, what are you going to go with? Something pretty versatile? Or are you you going to go? <laughs> you going to try to go with a statement piece or what? Sidewind ass tennis shoes. I, mean, I, what are you of, I, hate, I hate this dude. <laughs> what I'm not, I mean, what's your mind? Like you can't oh, go. Like now you shop I like my. Like if you hadn't thought no further beyond wanting to go shopping, you're like my wife. Like what you do? You just to, wake up and say, I, I, "Hell, I, I feel like exactly. going shopping." I think I've thought both through both of them. Well, you got to decide exactly what you're going after this and man then is go ready shopping. to rock and roll, man. Hey, man, what do you got? You got something a little versatile? Maybe a statement piece. Well, I just got to know. Damn, I mean, I, what, what, what are we talking about said, here? I don't know why I just thought that was going to be the response. <laughs> like, you're ready. You're, you're geared up and ready to rock and roll. I don't know. You're right. Maybe something versatile. Well, I've, I have almost gotten got by these Cole Hans that keeps showing up on my phone. All, okay. Almost. Almost. I feel like you've got a pair that I would that I would guess are Cole Hans. The the, the Browns with the black with the okay. blacks uh black I mean uh the Browns with the white sole. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple pairs of Don't know if those are Cole Hans. I would, got a couple Coles. These these will keep rolling through about 75% off. Bob. I've told myself if it comes through again, get you gonna snack them, huh? Okay, what well what uh they probably won't get here in time though. Oh, you, just, you know, just, I'm hey not, man, we know you know what hotel we're in, man. Not to the rushing. Hotel. They'll be there when we get I there. ain't gonna lie to you, that done it for me. CBS yesterday, they showed like, hey, the graphic going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they showed our hotel right there. Did they really? It, it was right there. I'm gonna give it out to people, but it I'll was, be damned. I didn't see that. You were concerned that. about our hotel. Well, it was right there. Well, I saw I saw an image from the back, and it and it just I mean, it <laughs> looks like somebody bought one of them chains and kind of painted it up in a colorful manner. So I didn't know I, saw, I didn't yeah, know there was, I saw, I saw I didn't know there was a there. casino and everything oh, on our, yeah, on our it, hotel. It was up there. Yes. Oh, it's big time. Boss spent a little money, there. didn't they? Yeah, big time. Big time, baby. Dang, Ying Ling and uh, and and Low T came through. Didn't there you they? go, baby. Yeah, it's good. Good spot. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I I, I think I, you're right, man. I think I think I need to get a little bit more prepared on, on what I'm looking for. Shoe wise, I think I think I'm probably. Well, you got to get you something you can walk I'm probably in. rolling in, yeah, versatility. Mean, hell, I might get versatility in statement piece. Yeah. Why not? The show, man. I mean, you're going to be in the same hotel for five days, assuming walking the same casino, the w- same path. Like, you got It's got to be versatile, something you can switch yeah. up yeah, without overpacking. Right. Yeah. So. What's a, what's, uh, a ty- what, what's a versatile shoe? Come on, you got some. What's a, what's a versatile? You asking versatile? me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, both of you. I think All every man you. should have a pair of solid white ones, which I which I currently have on my feet. Maybe a tad bit dirty, maybe a new pair. But I think every man should have one. Especially if you're going to Vegas, you're going to Cali, you're going to Arizona. Like, I mean, you, you throw those on Can't go shorts, wrong with you those. throw those on yeah. to go to dinner with some whatever color jeans or, or pants it, yeah, you wear. Yeah, that's a good call. You know, I, I, feel like, I feel like every man should have a pair of white, solid white ones. If you can find some gum bottoms, that'd be cool. I don't think I don't think you have a, I think you have a hard time doing that. I'd go solid white. I love a good gum bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in solid whites, be clean. But I'd go, I, that's what I'd go with. I mean, that's, that's a good go, versatility. You know, yeah, you can 
you can get away with those with damn near anything. Dress it up, dress it down. Nobody's ever going, you know, it's not going to clash with anything where you show up and be like, boy, he must have been down to his last outfit. <laughs> that right there ain't it. You know, I mean, they're always going, they're always going to ride, man. Jeans, dress pants. I mean, whatever you need, man. Yeah, the good versatility. What's that temp going to be like in Vegas, y'all reckon? Man, I, I've been looking. It was like 60s, 50s. So uh, when me, I was me, there last week, it was nippy. Let me pull it up now. A little bit. I enjoyed it. Was Did it nipply, though? Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're talking about Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Hell, man, it's for the, the high when we arrive is 46. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. Today? Hold on to your nipples. Yeah, man. 46, Monday the high is 47, and then the 50s. Whoa. So I'm gonna t- let me tell you what. Okay, that te- changes it up here. Now we got it. Now we got to really relook at this now. I'm telling you. The outfits here. I'm telling you. Look here. A solid, versatile vest. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. If you had some purple or orange one that you wanted to buy, that's a one day. That's a one day deal. That's all right. You get a good. The, you went with the versatile. Boom. You know, you, oh, you're I right. I got a versatile, and I think I may may need a statement piece vest. Oh, you go. Oh, wow. Statement piece shoes and vest. <laughs> statement I like piece this. vest. Yeah. I can't wait to show. Up. You got to send me pictures, damn, man. Damn. Ain't gonna be able to have no pool parties, are you? Why not? Not at forty six. Oh, I'm sure they got one we can get into. Going where they're Someone text in clothes. penny loafers or the versatile shoe they use. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's certain people that can pull that off. <laughs> I mean, you Al McNair. Yeah, I say, leave it to Beaver. I say most of the time it's it's strongly connected to your on. bank account. But okay, <laughs> I mean, I, hey, look, yeah, don't don't I mean don't 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 piss everybody off out there that wears penny loafers. Would you most, say leave it to Beaver? Yeah, I mean, mo- I don't see anyone wearing penny loafers unless they're 90 years old now. <laughs> Gotta go get the penny loafer. I mean, the penny loafer wearing folks ain't hanging out at Prospect Park at 2 a.m. Oh, check that out. Someone on the text line line did help me. I I accidentally looked up Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yeah, it's so sad. Oh, Lord. Oh man! I was gonna say, Boy, I, wish that, I, wish oh, damn, I wish somebody wouldn't have corrected you. I wish, I wish Ron would have packed. Oh my god, a pack, pack for forty degree, forty degree weather in in uh, Vegas. I mean, it ain't gonna be that different. Hell, it's gonna be 50, 52 when we land at night. Since the high, we land at night though. Yeah, well, it's gonna be colder then. Boy, that Las Vegas, that Las Vegas, New Mexico, really. That caught me. I didn't know there was such a thing. I did not either. I, I was not aware either. Don't um, let me forget, too. I got to give you all the, the notes I uh, made oh, while I was oh, there. Oh, I'm waiting for that. That, that we, got it. we got it. I got them for you. Are we going to discuss this on Friday, or is it something that I need advanced so I can put some phone calls in? I feel like we needed this advance. I think we Yeah, because, man, Friday. that city is about to be running with people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sooner the better. Are, are, you, are you building these up? I mean, I'm not saying I got any, like, I mean, if your notes are gonna are gonna help us navigate Super Bowl week in in Vegas, you must have some good connections. You well, must, you must I, have found some stuff. No, no, it's up to you to make stuff happen. But I'm gonna let you know the places I visited when I was there that I think you should try out. Well, I'm excited. This is a tease. I'm did, excited. Did you go to to uh, Blake Shelton's old red? I didn't. Didn't get around to that I one. I mean, how did that happen? I mean, I was only there like three days, man. I, I mean, how in the hell did that happen? Just didn't. Coming up, we'll 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 get to that. Uh, Dan Camp did Dan Campbell did Dan Campbell cost the Lions a chance at the Super Bowl? We'll discuss that. 
Coming up next, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, the uh, the Detroit Lions and the people of Detroit thought they were going to have themselves a hell of a night. I mean, Eminem was going to go crazy. Barry Sanders looked like he might show some excitement up in that box yesterday. I mean, Detroit thought it was about to really go down, and they were going to make the Super Bowl. I saw famous people from Detroit just texting crazy stuff at the half, like, I'm finally going to know what it feels like to have my team go to the Super Bowl. I mean, just crazy stuff. And then the second half occurred. By the kneecap off. And uh, it looked like they got their kneecaps bitten off, to be honest with you. Here was Dan Campbell, because there were decisions. And uh, they have been aggressive all year, but Dan Campbell two times in the second half. Once at the score of 24-10 in the uh, third quarter. He elected to go for a fourth and two and not kick a field goal to add to the lead. And then with uh, under six minutes left in the fourth, uh, down 27-24, he elected to bypass a 48-yard field goal uh, instead to go for a fourth and three. He did not convert, or his team did not convert on either one of them. There was a drop in there as well I'd like to throw in. But this was Dan Campbell yesterday uh, on his decisions to go for it on fourth downs. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. All right. Did Dan Campbell, uh, you have any issues with the decisions Dan Campbell made in the second half going forward on fourth downs? With the decisions that, that he made, they, they've been that way. He's been that aggressive. They have been that aggressive and had success doing it. It's part of the reason why they're where they are. Uh, it's part of their identity and, and how they play the game offensively. And so I, I have no problem with him getting to the moment, big game, monster game, and doing exactly what you've done all year long to get there. Now, I say all that, <laughs> I would have done it different. Yes. I would have done it different. I, I, I don't I don't subscribe to the analytical approach to, to, to uh, game management. Um, I understand it being a weapon, but I, I don't I don't subscribe to it wholeheartedly. I think you have to to understand momentum. Obviously, the teams, the offenses, defenses, the specific matchups, uh, who's throwing the ball, I mean, all that kind of stuff. The elements on the road versus at home, like all of that stuff, has to has to play into it, and it's a gut feeling. Uh, I would have kept the the three score lead in the third quarter. Um, once I got that fourteen point lead, that, that that seventeen point lead, I would have done everything I could to keep it and to shorten that game. Um, at that point in time, and and so I would not have done it, um, but I, I do res- understand and and respect Dan Campbell for sticking to his guns. Listen, I in this thing seven one three five seven two four sixteen. If you missed it, do you believe he cost his team a chance to get to the Super Bowl? Um, and I, I partly put a lot of this on Tyler because Tyler was going against an Aggie and was rooting for <laughs> a Longhorn, a Longhorn. Um, so a little uh, bit of this clearly goes your way, Tyler. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
uh, you're wearing that gold ring. People want you to take it off. Every day of my life. Um, but that's I understand. That's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> no, it didn't. That is a bold-faced lie. I wear this ring every now. single day of my life. You just Wrong. started. It was it, 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 it was loose, right? Since it was, I lost weight and had to get it resized, now you in that resize. time period I didn't, but I yeah. wear this ring every damn day of my life. How many shows have we done? Uh, it's at the top. It's a lot. 700-something, I think, or 900-something, I think. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but but I mean, ought to be ashamed of yourself. The people there just can't believe you. I mean, Aaron Glenn's over there on the, <laughs> as a defensive coordinator too, and you pissed in his his cereal as mm-hmm. well. Um, Cheerios, uh, I, certainly. Uh, but I understand, as you said, this is what they did. But damn it, you can coach differently when it comes to different circumstances, uh, right? Like I think you can coach different. Like like at the, at the end of the half, Dan didn't say, "Well, hell, let's go for it." He kicked a 21-yard field goal, yep, didn't he? Yep, he didn't, he yep. didn't say, let's punch it in here for this person texting in. Campbell was going for the win, sinking a 31-13 to uh, lead to get the kill shot, nailing the coffin. I, get, oh, I know what he was doing. But at some point, like it's 7.05, left in the third. The Niners come out, and they got to go, and they put together a drive where they're running clock, and all they can do is muster a field goal. And now they've just made it 24 to 10. Check your and now cap. you're here and you've run it down. And now we're halfway through the quarter. And if you make it kick the field goal, we're halfway through the quarter and the Niners have not done anything made to it, cut into your round. lead. Right. Yep. And I know it's what you do, but you can coach differently in different situations. The first one I don't have as much of an issue with to the point the texture made. He was going for the kill shot, but I do think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come to your mind and say, "All right, we will maintain the same deficit we had, or the same score that we had, or lead we had coming into the quarter with seven minutes left." And now it changes everything. If I don't get this, now the whole—and this is the part analytics doesn't take in—and I think you were talking about. The whole stadium is now different. The whole swagger you and walk. the momentum. Yes, yeah. and now you give them a chance with great field position. The next thing you know, a ball bounces off somebody's face mask, and, and, and you're in business inside the five. At that point, now they got to kick it off. Your team feels better. You got. You just can't. Now I can't. I can't get with the last one at all. You got a chance to tie the game with a 48 yard field goal. You got to kick the damn thing on fourth and three. It's not like your offense was cooking. And the worst part about it is, for me also, is your identity is we run the damn football. Fourth and three, fourth and two, you didn't hand either one of them off with your identity. I just, now, I will also understand to say Josh Reynolds just flat dropped one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you got to catch the ball. But, man, you. Hit myself. Yeah, right. I mean, but but come on, man, Clint. You got to be able to coach differently in different situations. You can't just, hey man, I don't give a rip, man. We're gonna do, we're gonna do what the yeah. hell we do. I'll be honest, I probably would have done them all different. <laughs> I probably would have gone gone for it into the, the first half. You would have gone inside, for they were inside the, the five yard line. Oh, um, and the reason, the only reason I did score a touchdown is because Gibbs slipped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would have gone for it at that point in time, and then I would have kicked the other two. Uh, but, but again, look, I, who, I mean, I, you wonder. Like you wonder at that point, at what point did Dan think my best option of slowing the momentum is for my offense to get a first down versus my defense to get a stop? You know what I mean? Like what, 
what how, how did that play into the 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 decision uh, to to go for it or not I I, I don't know um but boy I sure I sure I've never subscribed to the analytical way of going for it and I I think that is playing with absolute fire um so just, I don't I don't like it when I watch it I don't like situ- it when I see it the situation it. just didn't to me call it's 20 it's 24 to 10 kick it yep 24 to 10 you che- you've chewed up a, a half the third quarter and they've made up no ground nope 27 to 10 it's just a race Kicking to the off. end at this yep. point in time no no they got to drive the full length of the field kick it right someone texting if Gibbs uh, does not fumble we're not having this discussion well at that point the whole like at that point it, it, like you could feel the tightness I mean, come all over this another thing analytics doesn't doesn't take into account you could feel the tightness and the the snowball rolling downhill at that point that they got the ball. All of a sudden, like, all of a sudden they have. And I'm talking the fourth down. They had a drop on third down too, where the guy was screaming across yes. the field wide open. Yep, it was Reynolds um, again. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Like the momentum, the 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 atmosphere, the atmosphere was getting to the lines. The yes. the moment was getting to the lines, and they they just couldn't do anything on either side of the football to 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 stop the momentum. All right, Dan. I, I we'll, we'll hope and learn for it. It, it. felt like I tell you, Dan felt felt real Brandon Staley vibes. By the kneecap. Just in off. terms of where I'm, like I am absolute. Like that last one when he didn't kick it to tie the game in the fourth quarter. That clip, one got me. I just said, "Oh, you're just hell bent on. Yeah. We're gonna do this." Like it just, I just, like I just wonder what's the conversations and the headsets from other people around them. Like it's got. We gotta be like, hey, Dan, man, what? We sure here? You don't want to go ahead and kick this thing. It's not. I mean, it's not like they were rolling there, right? In the in that fourth quarter, man, kick it. And when they did, when they didn't get that, I mean, just, I mean, the knife just blown the air, the air out of their entire team. Yeah, that one, that last one. I, I, I think there's no defense for it, none at all. And my man handed that ball off when they had three timeouts left, down at the one. When they were trying to get it from ten to seven, he mm-hmm. handed that sucker off and forced himself to have to call a timeout to get. The- oh boy, that was uh, that was that was interesting. All right, what you got coming up here at the fork, Clint? Well, I'm gonna fire somebody. Oh, hell. this weekend I'm dead ass. You're not normally too. about a firing people. I'm firing somebody, and then I just I just I saw something this weekend that I believe I believe that it's uh, just a matter of time before Travis Kelsey and. Taylor Swift, tie this old thing up. I saw something that sold me on it. I like that one right there. We're going we gonna to do that right there next. I'm going to fire somebody. I'm going to marry somebody. We're going to do that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.